And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. This, this is great. There is no better time to be a cow than right now. You said it. Everything is just perfect. Everything? Everything. Really? Name three things. Go. Uh, uh, the endless pastures. Uh, n- no natural predators. Mm-hmm. And uh, God. It's okay, buddy. I'm just busting your Rocky Mountain oysters. It is pretty sweet here, though. God is truly good. Of course he is. Not only did he make good things, but he checked behind himself to see that it was good before he moved on to the next thing. He's a real pro, that God. Hey, I think he's making some more stuff. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Uh Uh-oh. That doesn't sound quite so... What the hell is that thing? I don't know, but it doesn't seem friendly. Look out, Gary! <laughs> Let's get out of here! Right, you warn the other cows, and I'll tell the creeping things that creep upon the earth. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Episode 159, featuring Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. With the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. This is something I only recently was made aware of, that you guys have municipal trees that they make you grow. Yeah, everyone in, everyone in our, in our, uh, in our town, we were talking about this with Sabrina, everyone in our town has a, gets a single, uh, whisper thin tree that they have to keep alive. And is this some kind of a test? Like, if you can't keep it alive, then they give you a goldfish. Well, it's it's, it's sort of like alive, you know when you would eat, when you would get the egg in uh, in high right, school, right? Exactly. And right. it could prove that you could take care of a baby. It could prove that you could take care of a baby as long as your baby is an egg. Yes, exactly. If you ever right. give birth to an egg, you're completely set. Right. But that hasn't happened since the 1800s, since they burned all the witches. Right. And it's an odd, it's an odd custom, but we keep it alive here by giving everyone their own dying tree. So, is it like, I mean, for real, is it like a replanting the forest thing where everyone gets a tree and that makes things better? I mean, you would think so, but you don't get a forest out of putting one tree into every house in a neighborhood. That doesn't make a forest, that just makes, like, a bunch of houses with trees out front. Wait, wait, you said into a house, so they actually put the tree in your house? Yeah, exactly, it's like how Chewbacca's house would look. Um... I've never seen Chewbacca's house. He's never invited me over. Well, you should go visit Chewbacca. I, I, you can't just go to somebody's house. You have to be invited. And his I, wife, Mauru. Mauru? And his daughter, or wait, no, his son, Lumpy. Oh, God. And his father, Itchy. I think I am the only nerd slash Star Wars fan in the world that hasn't yet seen the, uh, the Star Wars holiday special, and I don't feel bad about that. No, you shouldn't either. It is genuinely terrible. I've heard that. But then, on the other hand, I like the idea that B. Arthur and uh, Wilford Brimley are canon. Yeah. 
their canonical <laughs> Star Wars character. See, that amusement is why I watched it. Actually, hang on. Wilford Brimley was in the uh, one of the straight-to-video uh, Ewok movies. Yes, he was. Um, I forget who was in the... I Like, I know who you mean. Mm-hmm. He played the guy who sold porn to Itchy. Really? Yeah. Was it? Oh, was it? Was it Skip from that uh, very special issue of uh, Spider-Man? God, that would be brilliant. <laughs> but then that also means that Spider-Man is officially part of the Star Wars universe, and then therefore all of the Marvel universe is part of Star Wars. I'm pretty much entirely okay with that. Well, and keep in mind, Marvel used to make Star Wars comics. Yeah, and now Disney owns them both. Yeah, and, and they will do again. That's the beauty of it. That leads us back to Walt's ghost. Yes. So who forever if, haunts the halls of the Haunted Mansion. Now, is there a Haunted Mansion in uh, Disneyland in California and also Disney World in Florida? There's got to be, right? So does he split his time between the two? Well, I mean, I, I assume Disneyland is his home base, right? Like, well, yeah, that's that was where the he first lives. one. That's, where he, that's the place he built. Disney sure. World came later. I don't know if he was dead by the time that happened, but it is definitely newer. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been there. I mean, I also there. don't think that he's, like, over-haunting Euro Disney or... California Adventure Theme Park or whatever. No, the other one is, uh, I think there's one in Tokyo. Yeah, Tokyo Disney. Right. I think there's the four. And when they build the fifth, I believe uh, Ragnarok will happen. Yeah, exactly. There, there's, there'll be five locations all over the world, and right. when they're all completed, it'll form a pentagram that will right. devour the earth and fire. And then but everyone then, will be a ghost with a tail. But then you have to gather all the elements from around the world to make each uh, Disney location activate a pylon. And each of the uh, elements, like one's underwater, one's in the snow, uh, one's in the desert, um, and I think wherever Sergeant Slaughter lives is the fifth one. Where does Sergeant Slaughter live? I assume he lives on that tiny little tank that they gave him in, in G.I. Joe. See, like, if I had to guess, I would say the swamp, but I don't think that's true. He, he's, he lives next to Zartan? I mean, it doesn't have to be the same swamp, but he could live in a no. swamp. There's not just one swamp. I think in the G.I. Joe universe, there is just one swamp. You might actually be right about that. Because they're driving around in their fan boats, or are those hovercrafts? No, those are fan boats. I know what you mean. Just fan boats. Fan boats. Right. Although um, they did have a hovercraft. It was full of eels. As yeah, and it dropped depth charges. Did it drop depth in the swamp? That's yeah. It's not very deep. Fucking, you could fuck over a leech that way, I guess. Are there hearing ear dogs? I can only assume so. We were talking about this earlier. It's an excellent question. Is it? it? It might not be. It's a question. I don't think, like, if I were to rate it like a like an Amazon product mm -hmm. and I had to click between one and five stars, I I don't, I mean, maybe like one star, maybe one and a half, but it's not a very good question. Yeah, like, I understand the concept. What, no, I don't. <laughs> I understand. Well, I think I maybe understand what you're driving at here, but like... I don't. It raises so don't certain you... problems. Okay. Such let's, as, let's, let's uh, go through first this. of all, if you're going to have a, uh, like a hearing ear dog, uh -huh. first of all, you need a dog that can talk. <laughs> well, but then you'd have to read dog lips, which is hard because dog mouths just go up and down. Yes. So you'd read lips and it would just be the dog is going, gah, 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 gah. like you couldn't be able to make out the words. Well, and the, it's, even if you did have a talking dog and even if you could read the dog's lips, mm -hmm. um, Dogs are pretty single-minded. It's just yeah. like, what's he saying, Rex? Uh-huh. Yeah, they think about uh -huh. food or they think Bones. about sniffing okay. or defecating or fucking. That's you want a bone it. and you want to eat the cat. Yeah. 
that's basically it. Except, again, you wouldn't be able to read the lips because they don't have lips. Right. I, you, I would, you, you would could... need to build a pair of artificial lips to put on your dog. Well, no, you don't have to build them. You can buy them. Where do you buy an artificial lips? You, you go down to the uh, Cyborg Emporium in the wax aisle. Sure. They have wax lips that have circuitry in them. I thought that place closed down after uh, Westworld. Um, no, I they still have them, but I think they're called, like, uh, Circuit City now. Ah. But they have circuitry in them, so it sort of makes sense, but not really. It's it's like a tax dodge. Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is it part of Walt Disney's soul at Westworld? Uh, I don't think Westworld is a thing, Matt. I think that was a movie. Ah, touche. Whereas Waterworld is a real thing. Yes. Well, I mean, it's not a real thing yet, but eventually it will be. No, no, it's already a real thing. It's our future. No, it's it's already happening. It's happening right now as we speak. Okay. Only we're living on the myth of dry land, and Kevin Costner is out there somewhere looking for us. Oh, so we're like we're like the dream of an autistic Waterworld dweller? Uh, no. Well... Sort of. I mean, he's got the the webbed hands. I don't uh-huh. know that I'd call that full autistic. Oh, so it's like a fish fellow. Um, no, I would say like uh, it, it's more like a, a, a merman Asperger's thing. Ah, and you have not had a barbecue until you've had merman Asperger's. Those are delicious. That just makes me hungry for fish burgers. Uh, so like a filetto fish? Yeah, there you go. No, this is this is decal all, all over again. Of course, we pronounce it filetto fish. What is, what is, it? I mean, and, and you got those, uh, the razors, uh, the, 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 you know, the, um, uh, uh, gelé. Gelé, yes. Gelé, the, the best a man can gay. <laughs> <laughs> and they have eight blades in them. Mm-hmm. So that you can and, actually, so that your, your shave is so smooth that you actually don't have a face. Um, well, yeah. And then you're the man without a face mm-hmm. and you're out looking for dry land and skin. Yes. But not dry skin, because that's not something you want. I gotta tell you, Dry Skin World has to be the worst post-apocalyptic movie I've ever seen. Uh, Just a but, man on a boat in a sea of dry skin. So like uh, like a dandruff ocean. Yes. Like, um... And like a, a nice dose of, uh... Well, not head and shoulders, that's that's okay, but like Selsun Blue. Yeah. Like if a, if a tanker erupted with Selsun Blue, yep. everything... Like the whole world would just disintegrate. Yep. Into skin. Into, no, well, yeah, and then hair would grow on it, and then you'd be in hair world. Yes. But all of these uh, post-apocalyptic things, and even some of the, the things that are depicted as being in the past, right. all exist, uh, coexist, like, simultaneously. Like, RoboCop actually lives in a, in a bit of Detroit that you just haven't been to. Right, that's like, where they're building that statue. Right, of RoboCop. Right. Which will then turn into RoboCop. Right, after it gets struck by lightning. Uh, yeah, so what they're doing is they're bronzing Peter Weller. <laughs> so they're they're waiting for uh, lightning to strike at 10.04 p.m., mm-hmm. and then he will become RoboCop and walk around and fight uh, Ed 209 and and all of that. It was it was uh, prophesied. So we, we appear to have failed to solve any problems whatsoever. But that, well, nothing new there. That appears to be what we do, not solve problems. I think we should put that on our door. Yep. We should have that stenciled on the door so when we're sitting at the desk drinking bourbon with our hat over our eyes, and we're both doing this. Yeah, of course, simultaneously. Yeah, we look at the door, and stenciled on backwards is uh, Alan Matt, we solve no problems. Yes. So with that in mind, uh, we're going to play some bits now. 
Uh, and when we come back from that, we will continue not to solve problems in question form. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. So be excited for that development. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. Africa, approximately 100,000 years ago. Modern humans, Homo sapiens, began to explore and gradually populate the rest of the world. In time, they would replace Homo erectus and the Neanderthals as the dominant humanoid species. But first, they would have to cover thousands of miles on foot. See the world, huh? All we've seen is desert. The conversation isn't much better. Most of the people in this nomadic tribe haven't even learned to speak yet. So much for peace and quiet. I just want to get away from our hectic lives, always having to upgrade to the latest stone. Mind you, if it was up to you, we'd never have left the cave. And what's wrong with that? At least wild animals don't eat you in there. Well, actually... Okay, there was that bear. <coughs> Bears, then. Anyway, we had to wait ages for that cave. If Thug hadn't invented subletting, we'd still be crashing on your mother's pile of moss. You leave mother out of this. And now we've just given it all up because you have to find yourself. Haven't you ever wondered what's over the horizon? What's to wonder? It is said that if we travel too far, we'll fall into oblivion. Fall into oblivion? Don't be ridiculous. If anything, we'll fall into the great limbo. Isn't there anything you're looking forward to, Abron? What about the food? Foreign food? Ugh. I've heard that they... cook their meat. What's that about? Burns all the taste out of it, if you ask me. And my friends agree. Friends? The bears. <sighs> I'm surprised there's any flint left with all the stone axes you make. It's like you're working out some kind of pent-up frustration or something. Well, excuse me. You got to take your bloody bone needles with you. I had to leave my cave paintings. I spent years on those paintings. Don't I know it. Any chance you got, you were staring at that one particular painting. One particular... Oh, that. That was an abstraction, meant to represent the beauty of the human form. What's a human? We are, I think. And this abstraction, it just happens to look exactly like a female? A nude female? <sighs> you just don't appreciate modern art. In property management, there are certain immutable rules. No pets without a deposit, no loud music after 10 p.m., and no mixed-gender unmarried roommates. But, in one obscure corner of the lease agreement, there is a loophole, a workaround that allows a man to live with two women, if he's gay. 
And at the Regal Beagle, two landlords will join forces to save the building from sexy misunderstandings and all-out farce. I take it the odds are against us and the situation is grim. You could say that. Sounds like fun. This summer, come and knock on our door. And now we come to a part of the show that we like to call Request a Sketch. Wait, is this a thing? Uh, sure, why not? This request comes from Laurie C. from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Laurie would like to see a sketch about dumb waiters. Well, we're here to serve you, apparently. So here's a sketch about... A dumb waiter. Right, a dumb waiter. I've heard really great things about this place. The dessert menu in particular is supposed to be particularly amazing. I'm tempted to just skip the meal and try that chocolate- Oh, here comes our waiter. Hi, I was just looking over the appetizers. Can you tell me what dipping sauces you have for the lasagna poppers? What? Oh, it's a little chalkboard! Sorry, but I can't speak. Please bear with me as I communicate with you via this chalkboard. Oh, that's perfectly all right. We can just- Hey, is that other waiter carrying a tray of sauces? If you could just flag him down, we could save you having to write- Yeah, there you go. Just wave him on over and- Oh no! Watch out for that! Jeez, he fell down that little freight elevator in the wall. I hope he's all right. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Boy, Dad is really unhappy with the humans lately. We should stop calling him Dad. Why? He made us. He disappears for long periods of time, then he comes back really angry. All right, all right, you make a good point. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Wow, he's really pissed. The end of all flesh. That means no more humans. We get the earth to ourselves again. What's he saying now? Something about a great flood and... Uh, wait. What? Listen. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. Keep them alive? So you heard what I heard then. What is he doing? He's gonna kill all of us? What did we do? We're innocent bystanders in this. You can't do this to us. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's not panic. He did say that two of each animal get to go in the boat thing. He said male and female! It's all right. I have an idea. All right. Two cats. Check. Two caterpillars. Check. Cattle. Moo. Oh, moo. That's quite a little bonnet you're wearing there, Mrs. Cow. Moo, moo, moo. <laughs> Cattle check. Cheetahs? It worked. I can't believe I let you talk me into this. I feel ridiculous. The important thing is we're on the boat. Future of our species is secure. Ah, oh, no. crap!
I don't know, this deep doesn't look very briny to me. What are you kidding? You could cure a ham down here. Cure ham of what? The procure promised that this scuba cruise would be drug and disease free. That wasn't a procure. That was a posting on Craigslist for swingers. You mean there isn't an orgy? And why is that shark here? I told you I'm not a shark. I just walked too close to a man painting a fin, and now everybody thinks I'm a shark. Then why can you only swim forwards? I just like forwards, okay? Backwards is boring. And don't even get me started on sidewards or downwards. What did that shark see? I think he tried to sell me penis pills. This isn't a shark, it's spam. I told you you could cure a spam down here. I'm cured. If you can, what are you? All hail Macbeth! Hail to thee, Fade of Gladys! <gasps> what? You said his name! What? Macbeth? Stop! Don't say it! The name of my friend is cursed! Don't say M blank 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 H out loud! Not ever! Banquo, I think I can handle this, just. Please! Let me handle this. If we can't say his name, how are we supposed to address him then? I don't know. Save the Scottish king or something. Fine. All hail the Scottish king. Hail to thee, Thane of Glamis. Is Thane of Glamis okay, or is there some stupid reason I can't say that either? No, that should be fine. All hail you there, buddy. Hail to thee, Thane of Cador. All hail Mac... No. You know what? I can't do this. Eye of Newt? Fine. Adder's Fork? I don't even know what that is, but no problem. But not saying somebody's name? That's just silly. Macbeth! 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 Well, now you've doomed him. Oh, this is a Shakespearean tragedy. What the hell did you think was going to happen? Yes, my beloved wife. A dear friend of mine was recently forced, by circumstances quite beyond her control, to vacate her palatial 200-room estate and move into one with only 175 rooms. Oh, how ghastly. Indeed. 
Promise me, sweet husband, that we shall never be forced to live in such revolting conditions. Imagine having fewer than fifty servants. It's simply not done. Fortunately, my continued efforts in robber baroning have guaranteed us a vast portion of Britain's considerable wealth for the foreseeable future. And what is it that you do exactly, dear spouse? Typically, a man of my stature would never reveal such details to a gender such as yours. However, this is a progressive and, dare I say, rather modern household, so I shall just this once. Under the advisement of an American called Mutton Chop Charlie, I have established large factories in the rock-solid British colonies of India, Hong Kong, and South Africa. There we manufacture coal dust, fine particles of iron, and phosphorus for matches. And taking advantage of the Empire's permissive attitude towards child labor, we're doing it for haypennies on the pound. Oh, that does sound frightfully important. I'm quite fortunate to have a husband... <coughs> Good Lord, what is it, my love? It's that chair! Chair? What chair? This one? Oh, dear. You may have to catch me, dear husband, for I feel a mighty feminine swoon coming on. How dreadful! Servant! Hello, servant! I'm here, sir. Good lord, man. What took you uh, so long? Frightfully sorry, my lord. Uh, only we've had considerable difficulties among the servants. Penelope the scullery maid was recently jilted at the altar and has now locked herself in the attic. Mrs. Pumphrey the cook has died in childbirth. Alphonse the footman, who was previously involved in a scandalous and frankly abominable affair with another footman, is currently attempting to surreptitiously ruin his reputation through backstabbery. And then there's poor Abigail, who even now is attempting to rescue her poor dead fiancé, Nigel. I don't know who any of those people are, nor do I care. We've more important furniture to discuss. Well, sir, I've given up any hope of trying to return your personality back to normal a word I never imagined myself using whilst referring to your personality. No method I can devise seems capable of restoring you to your old self. So I've done my best to keep a stiff upper lip and throw myself into my work. And that, unfortunately, involves knowing these horrible details about the staff. Hmm? Were you talking? Only to this brick wall, sir. At least that much hasn't changed. Never mind the petty problems of your Chuddingtons down below. Lady Beatrice requires immediate assistance. Of course. What is it I can do for you, my lady? It's that chair, manservant. Uh, this chair, my lady? The one that looks like... Oh, I dare not speak it. Whisper it to me, my darling. Good heavens! Lady Beatrice would like this chair covered at once, servant. It reminds her of an exposed foot. I shall fetch a housemaid to tend to it immediately, sir. See that you do. Oh, and servant. Sir? While you're in the kitchens, do fetch me a treacle tart. Very good, sir. Inside a pork pie, which itself is inside a blamage. There's a good fellow. Right away, sir. Good Lord, maybe there's still a glimmer of the old Master Nick left in there. Can Willikins return Nick to his awful, petulant former self? Why would he even want to do that? And if the hall returns to the 21st century, will I be forced to give up the precious green fairy that lives in this bottle? I fucking well hope not. Find out the answers to these and possibly other questions in the next installment of The Adventures of Nick and Willigans. And we're back. This week, rather than answering the Internet's questions, we're actually answering uh, our listeners' questions, yeah. who I, I guess also live on the Internet, but... They don't live in the weird... Their, their problems aren't as uh, insane as many of the people on the internet. Uh, 
This one comes from Mike X, whom we have not heard from in quite some time. Oh, what a delightful thing to happen. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, long time no right. Yes, that is true, mm-hmm. Mike. Uh, I've been hearing you guys talk about the lack of email lately, so I wanted to send you a quick note to let you know that it's not you, it's me. I, well, you know, we weren't complaining. I mean, that led us to the Yahoo Answers treasure trove. Yes. And, uh, and we love that. I, we love hearing from the listeners, but if they don't write in, we're just going to go looking for questions on the street. Yeah. We'll get questions from someone. Trust us yeah. on that. Yeah, and they might be unsavory questions, but we've never been a savory show. Either S-A-V-O-R-Y or S-A-V-O-U. R-Y. No, you Either can't way. savor this show. In fact, Al no. has made certain of that. There is no umami here. Nope. Uh, he says, life has been seriously crazy, mostly because of the kids and their activities. But since I really enjoy, A, my kids, and B, living, I can't really complain. It's a very upbeat have... message. I, I think so. Although there's there's still a bit more here, so well, it may take going. a downturn. Uh, I don't know, actually. Um, let's see. You guys have been sounding good, though, and the bits keep getting better. Well, thank you. Uh, in case you need some questions, here are a few. We do need some questions. One. So if you guys had the time to do the leisure time things that you really want to do, what would it be? I'd probably try to make comic books or put together a band, but more likely I'd just take the time to write into more podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just answer these as we go. All right. Um, I, me personally, I'd have copies made of my keys. Lots of copies. <laughs> just so you could swim around in keys. No, no, there's... There, there's no end, like, there's no purpose for that. I just like standing there in front of that machine that throws the sparks and the guy puts on the goggles mm-hmm. and it makes that little noise and I just, I want to have keys made. I That's what I would do if I had time. Yep. But there's just never enough time to have keys made. Uh, how about you? I'm just picturing you in an apocalyptic future where there, where all the key breaking machines have broken down. No, it's, would you stop linking everything back to the apocalypse? Sometimes I just like keys. <laughs> I like to have a key party, not in that filthy way, in a normal, normal way. I mean, you'll have bowls of keys, but they won't be there for any sinister reason. No, that's just the perfect container for a key. Yeah. Uh, anyway, how about you? What are you going to do with your, your time? I mean, I would like to spend a lot of time counting your all your new keys. Would you look? The keys are look. It's not the journey; it's the destination. Okay, don't worry about what Maybe they're for. for. You. I'm looking forward to the destination of a lot of keys to count. All right. So that's what you would do with your time. Yes, I would be a key counter. All right. Uh, two. How differently do you think Ghostbusters would have ended if Ray had answered yes to Gozer's Are You Gods questions? I, I feel like I should defer to you on this one. I I feel like it would it would have ended a lot more simple, possibly with a tea party with Gozer. Really? Yeah. Are you a god? Uh, yes. Oh, well, come over here and we'll talk about things and... You know, maybe I won't, I won't sick a marshmallow man on your city, and I'll turn uh, your girlfriend back from being a dog. Uh, three. I know about the robots versus monsters debate, mm-hmm. but where do you come down on robot monsters? Uh, you know, your mecha Godzillas, your, your mechanical big feet, and so on. And of course, Roman, the robot Holocaust robot. Would you stop holocausting? You're just holocausting all over the place. Holocausts just... are the new baskets. Uh, I'm so tired of baskets and holocausts and um. What was that other thing you used to do? I don't know. It's into? pretty easy to find stuff that I won't shut up about. I, I suppose that's true. But all nerds won't shut up about apocalypses. Uh, could you at least pick something that, that nobody else is not shutting up about? I, I think Matt is obviously team monster robot, and I'm team robot monster. Yes. I, we talked about this, actually, while we were writing the book. We may have done. We talked about a lot of things we when we were writing the book. And we book. do. 
we continue to talk about a lot of things. This is a this is a debate that will never end. Mm. But uh, Matt is is Team Robot or Monster Robot, so you like like Mecha Godzilla, yes. I imagine. And I'm Team Robot Monster, which unfortunately sticks me with. Uh, there was a type of Transformers near the end of of the line when they just ran out of ideas. There were these monsters that you would then split in two, and there would be a tiny robot inside. <laughs> it was a terrible idea. It was uh, something no one should buy. Uh, but unfortunately, being uh, Team Robot Monster, that's what I'm were, stuck with. Were the tiny monster? Were the tiny robots steering the monsters? They um, I because the American um cartoon had been canceled by that point. Mm. I'm not really sure. There is a Japanese cartoon that allegedly explained what was going on. And uh, again, there are people out there now who want to tell me. And again, I don't care. Uh, speaking of monsters, what's up with Galiza? Is it true that he's taping that giant zipper on his back to fool the rubes? I mean, it's a part of it, sure. The other part is that he just likes having access to his organs. Well, who doesn't? Exactly. I mean, organs... back. Yeah, and then take your organs... Well, I mean, most of your organs are in the front, right? Well, yeah, so they don't just fall out if you leave the zipper open. Oh, I see. You gotta reach in there and fish around to get one out. And then you feel a grape, which is an eyeball? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. And spaghetti, which is either brains or guts, depending on, you know, who you're working with. How thick the spaghetti is. Yes. See, I think the holidays are particularly rough on Galiza. Mm-hmm. Evil industrialists are always kidnapping him and performing experiments to make him breathe gingerbread. <laughs> or or sometimes fruitcake. <laughs> I mean, it happens every year. Unfortunately, primarily the realm of uh, space Galiza. Yeah, well. The evil Galiza from beyond the stars. I don't think you can go beyond the stars. The of stars are as can. far as you can Eventually, go. Eventually, stars I, stop and space galizas start. That's just science. So, is it space galizas all the way down? Yes. Of co- well, it's all the way up because space is above us. Well, there's no reference point, really. There's no up. There's no north. At least until you hit the bottom. Well, right. Or the top. Yeah, the bottom of the top. From the bottom to the top, from the top to the bottom. Hmm. I got him. Uh, but, uh, unfortunately, this whole fruitcake thing happens every year. And every year, galizam murders them all. Mm-hmm. And it's like that endless Odin dying and then coming back thing. Sure. And then he throws a sprig of uh, parsley at uh, at uh, Balder. Yes, parsley. Mm-hmm. The most inedible of things to go on your plate, right. except That's for sauerkraut. Right. Uh, and then Mike says, I'll quit for now. I hope you have or possibly had a good Thanksgiving, guys, or whatever bizarre holiday happens in Canada. Take it's care, Mike. It's called Canadian Thanksgiving, and it was months ago. See, Canadian Thanksgiving happens during our Columbus Day. Yes. So I can only assume that during our Thanksgiving you observe, like, Magellan Day. Yes. Or maybe Amerigo Vespucci Day. Marigold Vespucci, yes. Yes. He is the patron saint of marigolds and also chrysanthemums. Ah. That's Which pretty. is, yeah, it is. It's, it's quite nice. a saint. It is. Um, some of those saints are just awful, but no, he's a, he's a very sweet guy. Mm. Uh, and yes, this did come uh, from Thanksgiving when we started Cluster Flonk uh, in late November. Uh, we we started a bit of a backlog. And that leads me to this next one from Nick T, right. uh, who has been pestering me to answer this question, uh, which I uh, accidentally deleted. But this time I didn't. That's a great story, and I tell it so well. <laughs> so he says, you. Uh, he addresses it, you. All right. Me? Yes. Uh, if you could have an animal work as a butler for you, which would it be? This animal would be able to walk on its back legs if necessary and would have the necessary training and etiquette. Mm. I I think we're to the point where we can sue Nick for asking us about butlers. 
I mean, the obvious answer is the monkey butler. Uh, but I hate monkeys, and I don't see, think they're I think, funny. I think the obvious answer is a penguin. That's a good one, too. Or or a zebra, if you can configure the stripes in a different way. See, now, I think it would be cool to have an elephant butler. Yeah? Yeah. Like, regular-sized elephant wearing a, wearing a suit. Yeah. Uh, I assume they can grab and grit and grasp things because of what I've learned from watching the Babar the Elephant King cartoon. So they can grab and grasp. Yes, they can both well, grab and grasp. With their with their with their trunks no, no, or with, with their, their hands, they don't have hands. They got stumps. I know, but their stumps can be used as hands. Um, all right. It's like having a hand in like like a toilet paper roll. You can still grasp things. It just doesn't make sense. Well, I suppose if elephants don't make sense, <laughs> then they can do lots of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So now all let you me need ask to do you this: find a nonsensical elephant, uh, preferably right. African. Sure. I, I think a nonsensical Indian elephant will do in a pinch, but obviously your African well, yeah. elephants are preferred. Put him in a suit. I, I, now, would the suit be a normal-sized suit, which would be torn and ill-fitting, or would it be a proper tailored I mean, I, to an elephant suit? I mean, you get a torn and ill-fitting suit if you're into that sort of thing. I mm. would prefer my elephant butler to be, you know, well-dressed and dapper. Yeah, have a tailored suit. Yeah, exactly. Maybe with a, with a, a bowler hat? I could see that, yes, when he's out traveling. Well, yeah, when he shows up to work, he takes the hat off, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I could see him driving about in an automobile. Yes, of course, but like an old-timey automobile. Yeah, of course, like one without a roof. And it would be scaled to him. It yeah. would be a giant automobile. Uh, yeah, I'm I, liking this idea. Yeah. Um, when I read this, I, I initially misread it as butter huh. instead of butler, and I had the idea that slug butter would be delicious. Whoa. Except uh, I prefer my butter salted, and that ends badly for everyone. Ugh, dude. Ugh. Yeah? Slug butter not doing it for you. No. Huh? Uh, I had a slug right. thing. I think they're fucking gross. What about snails? How do you feel about snails? I don't like them. But do you feel as strongly against them as you do slugs? No. All right. So the, the, the addition of the house uh-huh. makes it feel better. So you like turtles better than lizards? Uh, yeah, actually. I would agree to that. All right. That's fine. I think lemmings would probably make the best butlers. Yeah, I could definitely understand that. Because you could make some of them cleaners, and then some of them food preparers, and some of them diggers. Mm-hmm. And then when you got bored, you could just make them all explode. Right. You just you push a button, and they all explode. Yeah. Which is really what you want with any butler, because the severance pay thing, just mm-hmm. uh, not good. I assume this is how Nick and Wilkins will eventually end. It's never ending, Matt. No, of course not. It will never end. We killed them, and they're still around. <laughs> Nick and Wilkins will be going on long after both of us are dead. That's fine with me. At each other's hands. Uh, so this one comes from Duh. Right. Are you writing in the answer area that the question will be answered on your show? He's talking about the Yahoo answers. Like, when we when we answer a Yahoo question, are we going back and, and backfilling our answer into uh, the answer blank? We, we've, we've talked about doing that, but, I mean, we want the, uh, we want the people who were helping to have to come looking for the answer. Yeah, that's really getting our numbers up that way. Mm-hmm. I See, I keep meaning to. I keep meaning to put the answers in there, but we often scrape the questions from the bottom of the barrel. We do. And I, I don't want to crawl back in that barrel. And I would also like to point out that I don't think we've ever successfully answered a question. Oh, I'm pretty sure we never answer anything ever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's kind just of our the, deal. I think we have that written on our door, yeah. actually. Backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one comes from Deke. 
Uh, and he says, while Matt may not have a lot of knowledge concerning periods, I have to know what about commas. I, I, I can't say for absolute certain, but this may be the worst question we've ever received. I mean, I don't, I'd have to, I'd have to dig through and, and see for sure. Yeah. But I mean, we've one, gotten a lot of questions over the years. Yeah. Most of them from Flonk. I mean, he hasn't done that for years, No, but the overall average is still Flonk. In fact, this next one comes from Flonk. Huh. Uh, and he says, uh, dear Alan Matt, uh, today at work, someone made a delightful prank call asking if we have shit burgers. After we shared a laugh from his delightful wordplay, he continued to call back again and again and again with a minor variation to the joke and continued to do so long after it was funny. My point is, I get it now. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> Your pal, Flonk. Well, better late than never. I feel like I feel like the ghost of jokes past <laughs> visited Flonk at work and haunted him with visions of shit burgers. Uh, this one comes from Deke again. And he says, I would write and say uh, that I wish you a Merry Christmas. But since you're all godless atheists, have a great Tuesday next week. Well, this is several weeks ago now, Deke. While you're at work alone, celebrating nothing at all. Anyway, I made this for you in the spirit of brotherly love or some crap like that. Enjoy your stupid holiday. With love, Deke. And there's a link to this in the show notes. Uh, Matt, I, I put the link in our, our little document there if you want to have a look at it. It's a little card that Deke put together for us with, with I assume, MS Paint or like Photoshop. Photoshop? I don't I'm trying to think of what the off-brand Photoshop would be. Maybe photo with an F. And maybe it's like photo chop. I, I got to tell you. Yeah. Um, I like how well Soundwave fits into this whole biblical scene that he's got going here. I like the um, the uh, uh, Stockholm syndrome effect that you now know who Soundwave is. I, I call that a win. That's actually Soundwave, huh? Yes. Yes, oh, it awesome. is. <laughs> I win. Uh, one for Team Robot. Uh, that's uh, that's something. It sure is. A, a thing that we received. He's really captured my uh, my facial expressions when exposed to a baby. Yeah, well, that is that is how a baby looks in a manger. Yep. Uh, Listen, friend, awful... I think I know how to say manger. I, this is an awful lot of hostility from the author of the worst question we've ever received. <laughs> uh, next one comes from Laurie, and she says, "Dearest Misters Terrygar, Rowboat, and gender neutral guest." I particularly like that she capitalized uh, the T and the E in yep. Terry Gar like you would capitalize the two A's in my name. That is that is good attention to detail there. Nick Cage once described himself as a lizard, a shark, a heat-seeking panther. <laughs> if you had to describe yourself as three separate animals, with the third being qualified by an adjective, what would you say? Warm regards, Laurie. Uh, P.S. This question was lifted directly from the How Did This Get Made podcast. I've heard good things about that show, but I don't really It's a good show. It. I've been listening to it a lot lately. Uh, PS2, please save this for Fourth Man. I'd like to see if I can provoke more question rage. Uh, listen, Fourth Man's not here. I wish he was, but yeah. he's not here, okay? Uh, three, please edit the guest part of the salutation as appropriate. I have NyQuil head. Oh, so she's, she's blaming all this on NyQuil, like these fever dreams about Nick Cage. Uh -huh. She's just blaming on the Tussin. Yeah, I, sorry. That's, this is, we got the question. We're going to answer the question. Yeah. I personally think Nick Cage is just positioning himself to be the new manimal. 
I mean, you got lizard, shark, and yeah, heat-seeking panther. panther. That is, uh, if there was yeah. a hawk in here, well, I I feel like he's reimagining. Oh, it's okay. like so. This is his so in the gr- in the gritty reboot, he can turn no, no, into no. A panther. No, no, Manimal goes back in time to other Manimal, Ooh, I like and then that. kills Manimal's father. Right, and then Manimal Senior Ma- Manimal Prime becomes the new Manimal. Right, and he can turn into all kinds of stuff. Well, three things. Lizard, Shark, and Heat-Seeking Panther. Right. And he's played by Nick Cage. I would watch this movie. The thing is... Well, I would watch the riff tracks of this movie. I, it's... This keeps him from, from playing Ghost Rider. That's true. I would be fine never seeing him as Ghost Rider again. Well, who would you like to see as Ghost Rider? I don't know. Some skeleton. Are Do skeletons... Can they get work? I know it's hard for them to get a SAG card. Can they get work <laughs> well, in the Hollywood? the problem is that they all look the same. Yeah. Which may be racist, I'm not sure. That is so incredibly racist. Um, I don't know. I, Me, personally, I'd say uh, Toucan Sam, uh-huh. the Trix Rabbit, right, and the original Sugar Bear. You need an adjective for the original, uh, I guess, original will work. Yeah, yeah, original. Although Sugar Bear is, the, you know, that could be an adjective, right? So, all right, your your animals. What do you what do you got? Uh, I describe myself as a pheasant, a hat, uh-huh. and a flaming bag. I don't think a hat is strictly speaking an animal. No, but it used to be. Um, if you get a raccoon skin hat, it would be. Oh, that's true. Now, do you guys say raccoon skin cap, or you just drop the ra? Because we drop the ra. Do you just say coon skin hat? Yeah. Well, that's that's what Davy Crockett said. Or uh, Crockett and Tubbs. Yeah, that's it. Davy Crockett was on Miami Vice. Yes. And he dropped the raw because he was a sun god worshiper. Sure. Wouldn't, and that, wouldn't that make you keep the raw? No, no, no. It was it was like blasphemy. It was ah. like how Christians don't like to say God damn it because, you know, it's taking the Lord name in vain. So, so he said raw drop it. Right. Raw drop it. Like because raw. because raw was, his, uh, raw was his DJ. Right. And he was telling him to drop the needle on the record. You know, raw drop it. Well, the DJ revolves it. Yes. Um, I like this religion. Yeah, I I don't see why not. I think next year I'll be celebrating Raw Christmas. Very well. Uh, This next one is a voicemail. Right. And it goes thusly. Hey, guys, I just want to come up and say happy festivities. And I made you this little poem. I'm still working on it, but you know how it goes. Anyway, jingle bells, Lieutenant War smells, Riker lifted his leg. Lost its nacelle and something got away. Hey! Alright, guys, well, that's why I said I just got that bit so far. I'm still working on it, you know. Um, Alright, guys, well, have a good one. Alright, bye! Okay, first of all, I have no idea who sent us this. That was a Christmas miracle. Uh, second of all, I don't think uh, Worf smells. No, I'm pretty. I, I, in fact, I think it's canon that he actually has a quite an enchanting odor. Yeah, I think he coats himself in baby powder mm-hmm. and then rolls around in like uh, Old Spice or yep. something like that. I, I just, I mean, because Klingon pheromones are so overpowering, he's got to cover that up with, you know, yes, with with all that stuff. Um, as to the actual call. Uh, well, it's always nice to hear from a mental patient. Yeah, that was um, 
let, you know what? Let's go with something. That was something. <sighs> was it? Maybe. I think you're being generous there, Matt. I don't know if it was something. I definitely wouldn't call it nothing, though. Well, I think, is there a, is there sort of a shadow, an in-between, a twilight zone between something and nothing? No, no, you know what? I figured out what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a shambles. It is a shambles. You're right about that. Yep. It's a It's a shambling mess. Yep. It's a hot mess, only it shambles instead of being hot. It's a hot, wet American mess. Yeah, that is that is about right. Speaking of hot, wet American messes, our second voicemail is from Pat McDonald. Hey, Sarcastic Voyage. Pat McDonald. Um, why can't dogs fucking walk themselves? I wake up at least a half hour before I need to wake up, take the fucking dog out. And then I come home on my lunch, and I take the fucking dog out. And then I come home after work, and I take the fucking dog on a half-hour walk. And then I take the dog out again like two hours later. And then at like 10 o'clock, when I'm in my fucking pajamas or my boxers, and I'm just, you know, watching some TV or getting intimate with myself or maybe with a woman someday, I don't know, the dog's like, hey, I got to go outside again. You're probably going to have to take me outside. And then I got to put fucking big person pants on. I got to put on shoes. I got to fucking walk around the block. And it's like, why? Why can't dogs just take care of this shit by themselves? I don't understand. It's 2012. It's almost 2013. <sighs> Frustrated in Vancouver. Well, as I recall, they were working on, uh, you know, scientists were working on a, uh, you know, like a dog walking machine that would automatically walk your dog for you. Well, yeah, I remember in uh, Back to the Future 2 in 2015, they had the uh, the hovering. Uh, it was like the opposite of those awful invisible dog leashes that you got at like Disney World or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was uh, an actual dog with an invisible uh, walker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the problem is that uh, the prototype was stolen by a penguin who used it to steal from a museum. And the well, technology was lost forever. I, the thing is, I don't think walking the dog is nearly as much of a hassle as, as Pat makes it out to be. No, but I mean, you'll notice he also takes his dog for a half-hour walk uh, for the sound of it about every 15 minutes. I just, I think describing your life like this, it sounds like a cry for help. Yeah. You it's may like walk your dog too much. Well, it's like describing your life as a series of haircuts or time spent putting shoes on and mm -hmm. taking them off. I mean, Pat, is is everything all right? Yeah. Do you, do, do you need do help, you buddy? Because we're here for you. Do you need a hug? I mean, because... Do you need a high-five fist bump? I mean, things things happen every day. Things can be repetitive. But if you have, you know, if you have the light of the Lord or maybe like a, a jack-o'-lantern or... Which is um, like the light of the Lord. Yeah, if you if you worship a pumpkin, sure. Mm -hmm. um, or, or the light of anything, really. Then... You, you couldn't. Your life wouldn't be as tedious as you make it sound. No. It's, it's not that bad, man. It would be full of joy. Yes, or at the very least, not tedium and, and awfulness. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I thought your dog wore diapers. I thought that was like established canon from way the fuck back. Yeah. You should just That's have where to. Where that comes from? Yeah. You should just have to change them like once a day, right? Yeah. Or even once a week. I don't know. Like how big diapers are they? I. Yeah. I don't know how diaper technology works. I don't have a child. Just just hook your dog up to a treadmill. With a with um like a tube hooked up to its uh hindquarters? Yes. Yes. And also also have the, the have it hooked up to a generator so it can run your TV. Ooh. 
And then you could make shit burgers out of the uh, out of the tube leavens. There you go. Now tube leavens doesn't bother you, but tube slug butter. No. All right. Well, it's weird because I I just talked about hooking a tube up to a dog's ass, and then making dinner out of what comes out of yeah, it. Yeah, that really doesn't bother me. But slug butter. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a slug track too far. Yep. That's a slime too far. Yep. That's gross. All right. Uh, and then we have this this other voicemail from our pal Brewtown Andy. Huh. Hey guys, it's Brewtown Andy. I just finished listening to episode one fifty three with uh, famous Mark and uh the discussion of the Katamari de Monster Ball uh made me think of something, especially when Matt asked uh what would happen if it hit a mad ball. Well, here's a bigger question. What would happen when the Katamari de Monster Ball hits super happy fun ball? I'll let you answer that, and I'll hang up and wait for that. Bye. That would clearly be an extremely entertaining time, I can tell you that much. I I know almost nothing about uh, Catamarsupial Monster Dentata. I just, I'm not that familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Understandable. Anyway, as far as Happy Fun Ball goes, uh, please do not taunt Happy Fun Ball. <laughs> that is all the questions we have, and coincidentally, what it, what an odd... Uh, confluence of events. It's also all the time we have. Wow. That, that it's seems weird how to that keeps working out. I know. It's one of these times. It, it's not going to work out that way, but 159 times in a row it mm -hmm. has. So uh, good on us. Um, there, there are a couple of things real quick I, I wanted to plug or mention yes, or otherwise do. flog. Uh, the, the website, sarcasticvoyage.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we've redesigned it. It's got our new fancy logo. It it's, uh, looks awesome. And if you joined our fan club, which, by the way, thank you. Uh, we made a lot more money than than I could have ever hoped for. Yeah, we, we love you. Uh, you should be getting your decoder ring shortly, and you'll be able to get to uh, special material, which uh, which will be on that website as well. Yep. Um, oh, and, and our email address, sarcasticvoyage at gmail. That's just easier. It, well, that, and it keeps our email separate from Post-Atomic Horror. We had this problem uh, where everything was going to the same address, and uh, we had to read the questions and figure out what show they were for. It took valuable seconds out of our day, yeah, which I could otherwise spend having keys made because I wanted to make keys, but there's just never time because I'm always making the keys. But, yeah, our email address now is uh, sarcasticvoyage at gmail. Uh, we also have a voicemail, 206-973-3982. Yep. Uh, you guys just heard people calling. We we love getting voicemails. We love hearing your voice. And we love justifying the purchase of the voicemail. Yes. That's so, the most important of all. Yes. Because, I don't know, it's $15 a year or something. And yeah, we gotta we got to justify that somehow. That money doesn't grow on teeth trees. Well, I mean, I mean tooth coins do. True. Do you, do you guys not have tooth coins? I mean, we had those for the bicentennial here. It was like a special, was and it was really with like a tooth on it. No, no, no. It was like uh, was guys a tooth who... with like a coin on it. No, it was gold teeth. Uh huh. Like uh, Flavor Flav has about fifty bucks in his mouth. Right. And they would wait till a guy like that died. Uh huh. And they would they would pluck out his teeth and make them into currency. Huh. Uh, so um, sometimes there was this whole controversy because sometimes they were they were. Maybe nudging them toward death a little more than uh, maybe they should have. Right. Pushing guys off cliffs Luring and such. Them over to cliffs. Yeah. A hey, lot of, check out the view. A lot of a lot of cliff deaths, and yes, they then they would watch the view with uh, Meredith Vieira and Whoopi and so forth, and they would fling themselves off a cliff rather than continue to watch. Yeah, that's pretty understandable. 
and they would hit the rocks below, and seals would be all like, ooh, now I'm going to take his gold teeth. Because seals are notorious gold hoarders. Seal the band? No, no, no. Well, he's just a singer. He's not a whole band. Yeah, he is. He's a band. Like Limp, like Limp Biscuit. Oh, right. The Limp Biscuit. That's his name, right? Yes. He's got the hat. Right. Right. All right. Well, that is all for this time. Uh, next week, we will have a guest, and we will continue answering the Internet's questions. Uh, in a few weeks, we will be at Emerald City Comic Con. Yes. And uh, we will have a table there. We will be doing live shows. It is going um, to be incredibly awesome. You will want to be there. It is It is going to be both a hoot and uh, I don't have an and. A I, Thank you. A hoot and a holler, but not a holla because no. we don't swing that way, man. And with that... Um, we bid you good day. No, Matt. We bid them safe journeys. We bid them safe journeys. Safe journeys, everyone. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Joe Keenley, Kimberly Lajeunesse, Amanda Smith, and Sabrina Snyder. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Gav Brown. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2013. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Oh man, finally! No kidding. It's about time these jerks realized how great we are. But, uh... What? Well, what am I supposed to do with this? What is it? That's a burnt offering. But it's... it's burnt. This really is the life! God couldn't possibly have a problem with this. The people aren't killing each other, they're not killing us! They're just hanging around, having a good time. Have you seen Moses? Who? Uh, Moses. Real serious guy. Booming voice. Beard. Oh, right! Hey, isn't that him now with those big hunks of stone? That doesn't bode well. And as it came to pass, as soon as he came nigh unto the camp, and he saw the calf and the dancing... And Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tablets out of his hands, and brake them beneath the mount. And he took the calf which they had made, and burnt it in the fire, and ground it to powder, and strawed it upon the water, and made the children of Israel drink of it. I'm really starting to take this all personally! Yeah, I've been thinking about converting to Hinduism. What do you say? Yeah, best idea I've heard all day. Come on, India's only a few hundred cubits this way. Let's get out of here.